Welcome to the Best Self Podcast. Today, we have got Julie Ruska. Boy, so much excitement, so much fun, so much good energy. I love your juice, little lady. We've got uh, an elite high-performance coach crushing it with us for at least the next 25 minutes. Uh, man, you don't leave. You're going to miss something. Julie, so excited to see you, sister. I am so excited to be here, Brad. Thank you for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to help a lot of people create a life they love. Absolutely. Well, we scheduled this a couple months ago, and so it's given me a lot of time to collect garbage and all the dirty details about you. Uh, I know it's going to be fun for me. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. I'm strapping myself in for this adventure now. I'm like, okay, <laughs> sitting back, ready for it. Huge. There's just going to be haymakers for 25 minutes. So, uh, no, there is so many good nuggets. We, we do share a lot of the same values. We're all about people becoming the best version of themselves and better out improving the previous best, best version of themselves. And, uh, I mean, would you say that's your juice? If you, if you could name your juice, like this is my juice, this is what I... I roll out of bed and touch the floor, loving to do every day. What would you say yeah. your juice is? Yes, absolutely. I would say that my juice beyond my energy and enthusiasm for life is really empowering people to be the best versions of themselves. And we were talking a little bit before we hit that record button about there's always a next level for everyone. No one ever arrives at a station. You can always be improving in the areas of career, relationships, health, finance, there's always a next level. And so it's exciting for me. My juice is really like when I get a text from a client or an email from a client and they're like, amazing day. I had a great yeah. afternoon with my wife. We're really reconnecting or wow, I just got this promotion that we've been working on for the last few weeks, last few months. Like when I get that, I'm just like, yes, I'm so aligned with my purpose. I'm really helping people create lives they love. And that just sets my soul on fire. Oh, you just said it. Soul on fire. I love that. I heard you say that with in a different uh, deal. And I, I was like, oh, man, this girl definitely is in the Dalton lane because I'm the same way. We're always talking about building our soul print. And what goes into that and oh love it uh, makes the hair on my skin stand up just talking <laughs> to you i have i have done my homework on ruska nation awesome. and i i love that you talk about health and wellness as i mean you're fit you were a you were a you're basically been a health and wellness person your whole for the better part of your life i mean some of your jobs leading up to this was directly tied to that uh, and now you're helping people not just be physically fit, but being fit between the ears as well. How, so you would probably say that's the number one area to dial into. Would you say the number one, number two area would be maybe clarity? I believe that mindset comes with health and wellness. I believe you do have to have the physical fitness to have the mental fitness, but they really coincide. So I don't know that I'd say one comes before okay. the other. I really believe everything starts with the foundation of clarity. Okay. I, I like to say there are three C's to create a life you love, clarity, courage, and commitment. 
Mm. And clarity is the most important because if you don't know where you're going, how are you ever going to get there? Right. I love that clarity. Uh, so we got courage, we got commitment and clarity. Well, those are three C's. Right. Yeah. Clarity, courage, and commitment. So you start with your vision, right? Mm -hmm. You have to get clear and envision the life that you really want. Yes. And once you have that vision, you can kind of work backwards from there. Here's where I am now. Here's where I want to go. How am I going to get there? What do right. I need to make happen? And that's where you start to go through, like you were talking about health and wellness. Am I in my optimal health? Mm. Do I have the energy to get through each and every day? Or am I at like two o'clock and I need to go take a nap? Right. That's right. where your health and wellness really gets involved in creating a life you love. Because if you don't have the physical fitness, it detracts and takes away from the other areas. Right. But then beyond that, yeah, you have to look at in your relationships, like where are you thriving? Where's the room for growth? Looking at your career, like, am I ascending? Am I expanding my perspective? Am I becoming a better version of myself? Mm. Or am I like a hamster on the wheel? like going through the motions of life. And, and that's what I call sleepwalking through life. And that's what happened to me. I was sleepwalking through my life. And I woke up one day and I'm like, whoa, this is not at all the life that God created me to live. Right. Yeah. What was there a specific, you don't have to dive into this if you don't want to, but <laughs> was there, was there something that, that happened and you did some deep reflecting on that one day, was there something that caused you to make that pivot? Yes, absolutely. July 13th, 2010. So I'll give you like the two minute version of this story. Okay. <laughs> we'll try to condense it. I grew up in Iowa, very conservative family. I kind of followed the role of what I would call a 1950s wife. You know, right. you grow up, you meet someone, you get married, you have kids, you quit work. If you were working at all, right. you raise your kids. And I did that. Like I went to college. I met a man when I was 18, engaged at 19, married wow. at 20, started having kids at 24. Suddenly by 31, I have three kids. I don't have an identity at that point. I'm mm -hmm. mom and wife yep. and no one ever said my name. Mm. And so my oldest son had severe dyslexia and ADHD and needed to go to a special school because the public schools couldn't accommodate him and really help him the way he right. needed to be helped. Right. And yep. so I was like, hey, I can go back to work and then I can work at the school and get a discount. Gotcha. So the gotcha. idea was I'd go back and get my master's because I'd been out of education for over a decade. Mm. <laughs> like, right, I right. didn't have the skills um, to be where I needed to be. So I was going back while raising my kids, getting my master's and the <laughs> school did Orton Gillingham and they also did brain-based gender differences training. So I went out to Colorado Springs, Colorado right. in 2010 to this training, um, the Gurian Institute and they were talking all about brain-based gender differences and how the male brain and the female brain work mm -hmm. best. And when I was out there, people were asking my opinions. They were asking my name. In fact, one of the people I met out there said, at the end of this training, 
people are going to remember you and they won't even remember the keynote speaker. Wow. I just had this energy around me and I was networking, I was connecting and I felt alive again. Yes. And it was like an asteroid had hit me in the head mm. because I realized I haven't been living my life at all. Right. I loved my kids deeply, yeah. but that was not all that I was created to no be. No doubt. For sure. And um, so that caused a lot of deep reflection and not always in a good way. You know, sometimes when I say you wake up, you have to face reality. Yep. Right. And right. my marriage had some really toxic patterns. It was not what it needed to be. And so I had to go through that painstaking sure. process of can we heal this? Can we fix it? Mm hmm four years after working, trying to work through some things that ended. And that's mm -hmm. really when, you know, four years after waking up is when I really dove into personal development and creating a life that I loved that was aligned with my purpose. Right. That is incredible story. Love it. What do you think the biggest stunter of like optimal growth is when you're working with your clients, when you're working with people, their biggest hurdle? What's the biggest stunter? Limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. And typically the belief I'm not enough. Yep. Like I'm not enough. I don't deserve this. It, it comes from typically our childhood, you know, some point in our life, we right. take it in subconsciously and then we don't even realize that it's running the show. Yep. Until someone or something causes us to reflect. Right. Yeah, that's good. I agree. Uh, I, I often talk about how um, people get stuck with fear because it's familiar. Yeah. It's crazy that you would want to be stuck on fear because yeah. to me, there's to me, and now you're talking to on a lighter side, you're talking to a massive weenie here. I mean, <laughs> you, you go to Disneyland and I'm not getting on the California, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that, and if, if I am, it's like the white knuckle uh, death grip on the handles. That's me. I'm, so I'm, I'm kind of a weenie that way. But well, you can come ride Peter Pan with me because that's my favorite. You get a fly or we, small world. We can just we, go in circles. We would dominate that one. <laughs> <laughs> dominate that one. But it is funny. How, it isn't funny, but it is curious how people get stuck on fear because it's familiar. How do people break those cycles i mean how do i break it how do me or you you me we hey. how do we break that well it starts with awareness you have to be aware that it's driving you and right. um, whether fear limiting beliefs they all kind of go together right right and once you're aware of it you have to decide which fears are kind of um <laughs> i'm searching for the word here which fears are unrealistic and which ones could actually happen because right. a lot of times it's false evidence appearing real. It's this mind that takes it and runs with it and you spiral down and all of these what ifs. So you have to look at the fear. I say, confront the fear sure. and say like, there's a 99% chance this is not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then look at the 1% that could actually happen right. and confront yeah. it. Like, right. what's your fear? Confront it and step forward toward freedom. I think the antithesis of fear 
it can be courage, but it's also freedom, right? Because when you are gripped by fear, you're held back. You're like constrained. Yep. And then when you break free from that, you're really able to do anything. And that's when you can become a better version of yourself. That's when you can create a life you love. So the first is to acknowledge it and then confront it and step beyond it. And sometimes we tremble. Sometimes we shake. Like we're not human if we don't have that little trepidation, but you have to make the decision and say this being here stagnating and being stuck where I am right now is worse than what could happen if I step out. Yes. Yes. You hear those people that uh, I call it the kind of syndrome where I kind of want to do this or I kind of want to do that. Well, you're going to kind of get the results. You talked about commitment earlier. Those people you know, commitment's not 50-50, commitment's 100-100. Absolutely. Yeah, and you talk about the shoulda and then getting a pile of shoulda. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've heard you talk. Don't shit all over yourself. Yes. <laughs> I heard you say that and I laughed out loud in my car. I you hear about these people that should have done this and I should have done that and what they get is a pile of shoulda. Or pile right? of shit. Yeah. I mean, the thing about life is we're all going to hit that last moment of our life. Mm -hmm. And they say you reflect back. Right. And do you want to get to the end of your life and say, I wish I would have? Right. Or do you want to take it the other way and say, wow, I can't believe I did that. Right. Like I lived life on all cylinders. I went full speed ahead running toward the life that I truly wanted, the life that I desired, living fully, embracing the moments and all the opportunities that came with it. I was courageous enough to do that. And wow, yeah, I made mistakes. We're all going to make mistakes. But look at it now. Like, look at what I gained because I was brave enough to yes. step forward. Boom. Yeah, I want to live a life. Uh, I want to be like a dog that just saw the gate fly open. I want to rock it out of that bad boy. Yes. <laughs> My dog does that. It's crazy. <laughs> Sasha, she'll just take off. And it's like, wow, but she's so happy. Yeah. <laughs> she's so happy. And you think about that and you see it with people, right? Mm -hmm. Like the people that are living what I call the caged life. And they're almost just lifeless. Yeah. They're just going through the motions. I know. And then you see people that are like fully in, in life. And it's like, they have this radiance about them. It's yeah. like, whoa, I want what she's having. Right. Yes. Like, what is that? Right. I, you know, and we work with these type of people. Um, I love the tough ones. So I love working with these guys because <laughs> they're, they're, they're an opportunity to have a massive impact. Those are right. really rewarding. Uh, but I, I, at the same time, I feel sorry for them because they're the, they're the prime example that they're unaware that they're unaware. Yeah. They're the glass half empty or they're on the negative train and they just, they keep working hard every day to maintain their weaknesses Yeah. when they don't even know how much happier they could be if they're to just have the courage to do what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's, you know, what's crazy is people think in like black and white. It's like, I either stay here or I'm way over there and that's scary. But I like to think about changing life as like little increments, one courageous step at a time. 
Like, here's my goal. And today I'm going to just do one thing that gets me closer to it. Yes. Because if you're committed to it and you're practicing consistently, you're going to keep stepping forward. And that's true in all areas of your life. You want to save $10,000. How are you going to do it? $1 at a time. You want to lose 20 pounds. How are you going to do it? One pound or even an ounce at a time, right? Right. And so when you start looking at goals, yes, sometimes they're wildly ambitious and they seem like you can't reach them. But if you're really courageous and you're stepping forward each and every day, you can achieve those goals. And eventually those wins stack up and then suddenly you don't even realize you're living the life that you've always wanted. It's right there. So good. You're talking about goals and uh, you know, I, I talk to companies and individuals and, you know, they're, they have all these, we talked a little bit about this off air. I mean, everyone has all these mechanical goals and these number goals and all these goals. And then, and then, but then they talk about how they want to have a culture of excellence and (laughs) nowhere in their goals. Did they have stuff about relationships? Right. And I always say that relationships are the true power grid. Do you, do you, and you're, you're a big why girl, like you got to have your why. Mm -hmm. When you talk to people about setting their goals, how do you get them to, do you have any tricks or have any special like angles you take on getting them to have their why within their goal? Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So there are, there are a few things you said. First of all, relationships and the other is why. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's go with, let's, let's talk about them. relationships first and then we'll go into why. So talking about relationships, I like to ask people right away because yes, they'll have their career goals. Almost every person that comes to me for high performance coaching comes to me for a career goal. Right. And this is the question I like to ask them. Are you truly successful if you're excelling in your career and your relationships are falling apart? Right. Period. Right. It's the same with your health, right? If your relationships are thriving and you're blowing it away, you're crushing it in your career, but you're unhealthy and your energy levels are low, are you really living fully? So you have to have everything aligned. And I think relationships are a game changer, whether it's personal or professional, you have to have that emotional intelligence. You have to be able to connect with people because if not, then you're trying to be an island and you won't achieve success at the levels that you possibly can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say going into why, but go ahead talk about relationships and then we'll go there. Oh, go for it. I'm you're on fire. I was I was getting, I was telling you, I was trying to throw, I was snowballing you with stuff. I was getting tired of all this good answer stuff. Uh, I'm sorry. He's way too good. You're (laughs) no hit me sister. Hit me with your You know, it's interesting. You say that Brad, because I do a lot with leadership development Mm -hmm. and one of the tenets of becoming a really effective leader is to embody your message. And I live the life that I'm talking about. So it's very natural for me because I'm aligned. I'm congruent. I have integrity with it. I don't tell you to do something that I wouldn't do myself. And so it does come very naturally and easily to me. (laughs) That's for sure. You're, you are a rock star. Tell us about your why sister. 
Yeah. So I find that why becomes like this crazy ethereal thing when people say like, what's your purpose or Mm -hmm. what's your why? And it it creates anxiety. People are like, I don't know my purpose. Oh my gosh. They like freak out. And I'm like, Hey, (laughs) this is where my yoga and mindfulness training comes in. Like calm down, relax. This is a good thing, right? So let's discover it. And there are three really simple questions that I've discovered. I love that word discover. Go for it. Who do you want to be? How do you want to relate to others? And what do you want to create in the world? And when you can answer those three questions, you'll be clear on your why. Yes. I don't necessarily think you have to search for those things. I think those things are all inside you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I just think people have a hard time clarifying it. Mm -hmm. And so those questions are really clarifying questions. We talked about clarity at the beginning of our talk today. It's really important to be clear. So when you think about your purpose and you talked about aligning goals with your purpose, Mm -hmm. it comes back to these three things. Who do you want to be? Like, Brad, how are you going to show up? Are you being intentional about it? Are you haphazard? Yeah. You want to live fully. Are you waking up each and every day and saying, I'm going to live fully? Are you just rolling out of bed and hamster on a wheel? Here's my coffee. Here's my newspaper getting in the car or in COVID days, getting on your computer or, you know, are you really intentional? I'm going to show up with joy and full energy and vibrancy. Mm -hmm. And then how do you want to relate to others? I mean, this is what we go talk about with relationships. When people are in your presence and they leave, what are they taking away from your interaction? Yes. And then what do you want to create in the world? Like that's the big vision. That's the mission. What is it that you're all about? I love this. This is so good. One, these are all controllables. Yes. And I mean- if you control it, uh, you, you have a shot. And then, you know, two, I, I talk about the same stuff. People do get stressed out about these things. But the cool <laughs> thing is that, like, it's not like you're creating these things out of thin air. They're already in you. So right. you don't need to go hunting for these things. You just need that, you know, it's inside you. Yes. Uh, and then I love that, you, you know, I hear you talk about serving and, I, I often ask people when they're stressed out or if they feel like they're in a perceived slump in life, which is, you know, just your own paradigm yeah. uh, on things, uh, which generally isn't true. You know, are you serving? Because you can't not be happy and serve. Right. I mean, you can't, it's studies have been show that you can't be blessed and stressed or, you know, feel you know, gratified and crummy at the same time. You can't feel both at the same time. So if you're serving others, you're going to be happy. Uh, (laughs) And again, that can come in, that can come from within too. Exactly. I mean, in the end, you, you mentioned control. You can only control your attitude, your effort, and your actions. There is nothing else. So when we get stressed, when we get anxious, when we get sad, depressed, it, it all goes back to, are you focusing on what you can control or are you letting all the noise of the world? And there is a lot of noise out there yes. come in and take yeah. over. 
Man, you are a rock star. I think I could go another two hours with Ruska Nation. I know this is so much fun. I'm like, wait a second, is there a part two to this? A part yeah. three? Like, we can just keep going. Oh man, the the Asheville, North Carolina sister is blowing the airwaves here, just crushing it. Hey, we are almost out of time. We got like five minutes. Yeah. And then I am kicking you loose. Uh, <laughs> Can you tell us, you have a really cool life planner. Uh, I, now, I don't know if it's just, an, I wrote in my notes, extraordinary life planner, or is it actually called that? Yeah, no, that's what I call it. It's okay. an extraordinary life planner. And what you do with it is at the top, you, um, and I don't even have it right now um, with me to show. I usually have a big one hanging on my wall, but it got taken down when I was moving stuff around recently. And um, basically what it is, is a visual way to look at your goals. Because what happens is if we set these wildly ambitious goals, we might kind of push them to the side. We don't mm -hmm. look at them every day. And research shows that if you're not looking at it, if you're not intentional about it, it's not gonna happen. Right. So I like to have in the areas of career relationships, health and finance, big, wildly ambitious goals. This is like where you are now and where you think you could be, then 10 exit. Love it. So take it big, very wild, very ambitious and achievable because you can't achieve it. We limit ourselves, but we shouldn't. Right. So from there, um, then you have daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly goals. So each day you have a goal. What are you gonna do? What are three things that can move the needle toward your career goal? What are three things you can do to move the needle toward your health goal? And because it's visual, you're looking at it all the time, you're really in it. You're really intentional about it. Every day you see it and maybe you don't get everything done and then you just put it up there the next day. Right. Yeah. But the goal is consistency. Out of all of the things that we've learned in high performance, it's clarity and consistency that really are the needle movers. It's yeah. not about trying to take on great change all at once. It's about little things, little actions consistently over time that make the big difference. I love it. I love that. Uh, and that's, that's so good. Uh, so important. We talk about how it just takes 15 seconds of courage to do any of those things. You know, people, you know, you talk about little things, people talk about, they want big changes. They got these big dreams. They think that they got to do all these big things. Yes. They get super anxious about it. Uh, but it really, you know, take speaking, for instance, a lot of people are so afraid to speak in front of groups, Right. but you know, if they just give themselves a chance, they come to find that they got a lot of good things to say. People really want to listen to them. They got great ideas. It just takes 15 seconds of courage just a few inches stepping forward, just one step, just one penny, just one pound. They just need 15 seconds of courage to do any of those things. I love it, little lady. And you know where that courage comes from is goes back to that why. You know, it took me, I was coaching for a few years with very little to no social media presence. Right. And when the pandemic hit, I was like, I've got to go live on LinkedIn. Like yeah. all my in-person networking is gone. Right. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do videos. I don't want to do videos. And it was all that fear, all those limiting beliefs, all of that self-judgment. 
And my why was greater than my excuses because I'm a single mom of three kids. I don't have the option of hanging out and hoping things work out. I have to make them work. And, and so that's something when you talk about like, how do you get courage? You connect with your why. And again, your why is greater than your excuses. And if it's not, then, then maybe you need to look at that and see what's going on with you. Yeah. That's so good. You hear about all these stories about people's wives. I was reading not too long ago, there was a 140 pound mom that lifted a car to save her baby. She had a pretty good why, you know, that's a pretty good why, uh, you know, your why has to be strong enough to manage your knockdowns and, and you've got an emotional investment if if you have a why. Yeah. It's not a sustainable plan if you don't have a why. Exactly. Yeah. Well, hey, I couldn't agree more, Brad. Yes. Well, I, I believe in everything you're doing, friend. You are awesome. We have, we, you have 30 to 45 seconds before we kick you loose. <laughs> uh, 30 to 45 seconds. We've got five continent wide listening to you right now. What would you say to them if, uh, how can they out improve their previous best self? 30 to 45 seconds to talk to those, those peeps, how can they out improve their previous best self? I would say, go back to those three C's of creating a life you love, get clear on who you want to be, how you want to relate to others, what you want to create in the world, and then courageously step forward one courageous step at a time consistently that's where commitment comes in, right? Like be committed to your growth, be committed to being the best version of yourself. And at first it feels like work, but eventually it just becomes you, you embody it. Yes. Oh, so good. All right. Well, I do really appreciate, I know you're busy. Uh, you're, you're everywhere. And like today you've just been slammed yet. You made time for us. So I really appreciate you. I know everyone out there appreciates you. Before we take off, what are the best ways, if someone wanted to get a hold of Julie, what are the best ways to do that? Um, I live on LinkedIn. It's where I am at. I put content out Monday through Friday on there. I also have a website, powerfulleaders.com. Email is a really good way, like good old fashioned email. Julie at powerfulleaders.com is probably the most direct best way to get a hold of me because LinkedIn Messenger, wow. Man, things get buried in there. Oh yeah, I feel ya. Cool beans. Well, thanks again. I really appreciate you and make it a great day. Thank you so much for having me.